This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome into episode 12 of Beyond Basic. I'm Kayla Anderson, joined by the one, the only, Miss <laughs> Ella DiGiovanni. How are you? I'm great, okay? Did you, have to, did you have to pause for a second? I did. Are you going to trip up on my name? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this right now. Um, <laughs> and I say enough, like, names when it comes to, like, hockey and everything that I have to practice. But your last name, I'm not joking, it gets me every time. And then I'm like, oh, God, if I didn't pronounce it right, then, like, her family's not going to like me. So, yeah. All the Italians will come after you. Exactly. I mean, I'm Norwegian. I can hold my own, but still. <laughs> You know, I mean, you don't want to mess up an Italian's last name, okay? No, especially Italians from <laughs> Philly. That's a scary combination. Exactly. Well, how how's the week been going? I know that you're getting pumped because um, the Super Bowl is coming up here. You know, Kayla, I am pumped for the Super Bowl, but at the same time, I'm just not into it. I'm going to be completely honest. Okay, because okay. Because I'm sick of watching the Patriots, Patriots. in it every mm-hmm. single year. Mm-hmm. And it's not bitter because they're good or bitter because they're this dynasty. No, no, you no. Just, you just want to see something else. It's the same story every year. And to be honest, yeah. I love the Rams. They're a great team. Crazy good offense. Great mm-hmm. head coach. I don't think they're beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I don't either. And I just, you know, every, and I think people love the storyline of the younger quarterback versus the veteran quarterback. I get that. The the young genius offensive mind head coach versus the veteran head coach. Mm-hmm. I get all those storylines and there's some good storylines. But I I don't know if this Super Bowl does it for me. There's no there's no you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's no, no pizzazz. that's my problem. I'm thinking exactly. about, you know, exactly. all the things that come along with Super Bowl week and I just don't get too hyped up for this one. No, I know know what it is because I live for Super Bowl week. Like, you know, Monday night, it's opening night. I love all of that stuff. I am just not feeling it. And I don't know why I'm not feeling it. And it's, it's not the kind of thing, you know, so many people are angry. It's the Patriots again. And you can't be mad because what does it take for the Patriots not to play in it? Someone to beat them and someone hasn't. So absolutely. And I, I keep saying this too because we've done some shows and they want our predictions on who's going to win the Super Bowl. And I, I'm just I'm going to be honest. And like I said, I am not a, a Brady lover by any means. I think he is the greatest quarterback to play the game, but I don't I don't love him. So I the the thing is though is I can't bet against him as long he's as he's playing and he's uh, you know not retired. I have to go with Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? I know. So it is what it is, Kayla. But happy Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week, everybody. <laughs> I totally dampen the mood with that. I but, know. Hey. We, we, I hope you guys enjoyed the commercials and have some good food to go along with it. Because right? who knows right? how this game's going to turn out. But speaking of the Super Bowl and speaking of football, uh, we have a wonderful guest who spent this last season 
actually covering some of the NFL, and I'll let you do the, the introductions today, Ella. We now welcome a veteran sportscaster to the podcast. She's a graduate of the University of North Carolina and delved right into the broadcasting scene post-grad. She spent seven years on the NBA sidelines and this past football season was the host and reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles. Molly Sullivan, welcome. We are so thrilled to have you. Gabriella, you have a good voice. That's my first takeaway from that intro. You got a heck of a heck of a voice. Okay, carry on. Good to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let's take it back to your roots a little bit. As I said, you're a Tar Heel, where you spent your years at Chapel Hill as a student athlete. You were a swimmer. Can you talk a little bit about your journey as a D1 athlete and how that put you on track for your career? Yeah, so I, um, like you said, my recruiting trip, I always tell this story, but I think it gives you just a snippet of how much I love basketball. Um, They took me to a basketball game on my recruiting trip, and the Dean Dome, I don't know if you guys have ever been in Chapel Hill, but the Dean Dome, well, we've got to get you out there, but the (laughs) Dean Dome is connected to the pool, and... um, they took me to a game and essentially I said, where do I sign? I mean, it was, it was one of those situations. Um, and I was a distant swimmer. I don't swim anymore. I just run and I've got a two and a half year old girl. So that gives me my <laughs> so cardio. <you're> running. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am running everywhere as, as we all are right in this, in this business. But yeah, I, um, so many of the lessons and, and who I am is, is because I'm an athlete. Um, the perseverance needed, the dedication, um, everything that has made me who I am is, is because of sports. And so I hope to, again, pass that down to my daughter, just the power of sport and, um, you know, what it really means. And I, I owe it all to, to my time at Carolina for certainly instilling that in me. Well, Ella mentioned that you spent seven years as an NBA sideline reporter. You do not get a job like that overnight, though. So what was your path to the NBA sidelines? Because I know you didn't exactly start, you know, right there. Yeah, well said. I mean, it, you don't just click your no. heels and, and land on an NBA game. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I, I certainly um, have seen a lot in my time. Uh, I started off as an entertainment reporter in Las Vegas, which I don't claim because I was horrible at it. Uh, I was chasing Britney Spears and Paris Hilton around town, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get 86 from the entertainment industry. Uh, my, very first, my very first interview for E! News... Uh, was with John Legend, and it was an exclusive sit-down. I was so not excited. Not bad, but, not bad. Okay, but hold, hold, <laughs> yes. Let's, let's talk to my producer about that. Uh, but we ended up talking about college football, you know. He's, he's a big Ohio State. You know this, yeah, Ella. Yes, um, And, of course, you know, it's funny because we did talk about Philadelphia at the time. I've got the tape, and I rolled it back. Then at the time, I was still in Vegas. I didn't know that I would land in Philly, but... Um, anyhow, we, we didn't talk about who he was dating or his new record or what he was wearing. Instead, we would talk college football, which um, probably wasn't, wasn't the best. But again, you know, entertainment, it was fine because, um, you know, I, I don't get starstruck. And I think that that maybe perhaps helped me a little bit. Um, just because in Las Vegas, when, when stars are there, and I say quote-unquote stars, right? Yeah. When they're there, their guards are down. They don't have their, their circle of trust around them. Um, and so I, I learned, I, or actually, I learned the art of storytelling um, as a publicist right out of college. I was working 15-hour days, 
So you guys know the drill with this, mm-hmm. right? We all have war stories. Uh, but those 15-hour days were, were beautiful because I was a publicist during the day for different hotel casinos and technology companies and all sorts of people, um, nonprofits. And then at night, I was a production assistant for a local uh, news affiliate in Vegas. And so, you know, I cut my teeth like that. And then I was a producer for an entertainment show. My reporter didn't show up one day, and the suit said, all right, well, uh, you're the only one here, oh, wow. so step in. And obviously, I knew the content. I'm, I'm a writer at my core, so I stepped in, and, and the rest is history. Um, from there, I covered college football and college basketball for another NBC Sports affiliate in Vegas, um, which I think at the time my parents were the only ones watching, which was good because I, I made a lot of mistakes and I, I, wasn't, I wasn't good. But, but what I did, it has not changed, you know, the reporter in me in that I, I just, um, I, don't, I don't know, I, I take it back to being an athlete. I just, my ability to read a situation has always been there. Um, maybe I didn't have the best delivery or I was trying too hard to be someone I wasn't. Um, you know, and that certainly takes time to, to develop and you're still developing it. But I did that for four years and then, uh, and then Philly called and NBA is my first love. Um, you know, growing up, my, my mom and my dad, that's, that's what we did. We'd watch Bird and Jordan. Yeah. That was our, it was a one, one A situation. And, um, so when, when I got the call from the 76ers, NBC Sports Philadelphia, I said, all right, you know, there's a little bit of a panic <laughs> because I've got a little OCD in me. And I go to my dad and I said, listen, um, and at the time, Ben Stauber, who's now director of talent for CBS, he was my agent. And I started in panic mode because I'm like, Ben, yo, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like, I've got two days notice because wow. uh, the, the, the prior silent reporter got called up to the Yankees. That was her ultimate dream job. And so literally two days notice. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't blow this. Like I, this is, I, this is what I've worked for. I can't blow it. So I go in straight panic mode, um, trying to find excuses and do an Irish exit and everything you could <laughs> think of. <laughs> right. But lo and behold, uh, my dad just looked me in the eyes and said, listen, you're ready. Yeah. You know, you're, you're ready. You're ready. And so I, my first, my first game was at Indiana. I look over and bird is there oh to my, my right and I almost passed out. Uh, but, but since then, you know, it's just, um, it, what a journey it's been since. And I look back at that moment and it just seems like ages and decades ago. Um, the, the amount that I've learned and the people that I've met along the way, I think relationships and both of you will, I know you're, you're younger, but you, you know the value of relationships clearly given what you've already done in this business. And um, that's what it's about, guys, because you get to the top and then you say, now yeah, what? Right. And it's, it's not about the mic that you're holding or the assignments that you're covering. It's about those relationships. I think Laura, you guys, are, you guys know Laura yeah, very yeah. well. And, and she is such a class act. And you know the, the, the way that she's paved everything for for all, not only women, but just, just people in this industry. Mm-hmm. And, and she said it best, you know, it's all about the relationships and it, it truly is. So just blessed to be here. And that was a very long story. So <laughs> I get goosebumps a few times throughout the story. I love that. Well, <laughs> well right. um, I am a Philly girl, as, as yep. you may know. So I think I was maybe a junior or senior in high school when you started with the Sixers. And to see the way that you really connected with the fans and won the fans over to me was so inspiring because 
I know what Philly fans are like. And I love the way Philly fans are. I love the passion. I know not everyone can understand the passion in Philadelphia. But to be able to step into that role like you did and really earn the respect of obviously the players and the staff and the team, but also the city as a whole was truly so admirable. And so Molly, last summer when your contract with NBC Sports Philadelphia was not renewed, that was not only a shock to you, but also the entire sports community in Philadelphia. And I admire how gracefully you handled the situation, but there's no way that it was easy. How were you able to really pick yourself up and keep moving in such a tough moment of your career? I really, I, first of all, I appreciate that because that's really, uh, honestly, that's why I do this and that's why I'm still standing is, is I'm so proud of, of earning the respect of the Philadelphia sports fans, the viewers, the coaches, players, people around the association. That's why I'm still standing. I mean, that is really what has fueled me and what has propelled me forward. Um, you know, I look back at how, you know, devastated and heartbroken I was over the summer with this decision. Uh, but it's okay. <laughs> you know, I, it propelled me forward. And there were moments, I will say this, um, my, my, my final season with the 76ers where I didn't know if I wanted to continue after this, uh, the, the past season. I didn't know. Um, whether it was personal reasons or whatnot, there were there was there's a lot of ugliness in this business, and I didn't know if I wanted to to um, to continue. And the way everything went down over the summer, it told me I am not done yet. And um, that's the beauty of people. It's the beauty of sport. And I think it's so important to surround yourself with good people. And you know, I'm in a great spot now. I, I you know, look, I. At the beginning of my time, I'm now with the Eagles, and at the beginning of my time, I would come home after work, after practice or whatever, and I'd want to flip on an NBA game, and my husband would be like, uh-uh, <laughs> we're, we're learning NFL, get on NFL now, and I'm like, all right, all right, you know, so it, was kind, it wasn't pulling teeth at the beginning, but like NBA's, I love basketball, college basketball, professional, I love it all, that's just, that's what I love, but I guess what I didn't do a good job with now looking back because I've done a lot of writing and, 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 and you know, digging deep within myself since then is, is that I didn't do a good job of separating myself from the sport. It's okay to love basketball. You don't have to necessarily be immersed in it. You, you know, you can do other things. You don't have to be so invested that you, you, you bleed with mm-hmm. these guys, you know? So, um, you know, maybe that's, that's the big takeaway from my time with the Sixers, but but Ella, I really I appreciate you saying that. You use the word grace. I mean, I, I try my best. I, I think that, you know, that you can never regret taking the high road. You know, you look back, maybe you want to say something here or there, but you, you, it's never a bad idea to take the high road. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, this is a business. I've been in this business 10 plus years and I have way more goals that I want to get to. And I'm, I'm kind of in a different path of my career where I've been in local my whole life and I can't seem to make the next jump. And I've kind of, I love your story because you don't always have things that go your way in this business, uh, more so than not. You probably have things that go the opposite way, but for you learning something like this at this point in your career, when you did have that success, um, what was that moment that you were like, you know what, I've still got so much more left in me and I still have this passion for sport and and that's what's going to carry me. That moment was when I sent out a tweet saying, um, and, and I will, you know, I don't know verbatim what it exactly it said, but something to the effects of that I'm heartbroken, NBC Sports has decided to go in a different direction 
Um, and I sent it out, and I, I wasn't. I asked my mom because the the meeting with with uh, with NBC went down earlier in that day. I asked my mom, "Listen, you know, do you do you think?" Because she was over helping with my daughter at the time. I was, you know, trying yeah. to get myself <laughs> together. Uh, and so, you know, I, I said, "Mom, do you know? Do you think I send this? Do I just onward upward? Do I just, you know, go forward?" She said, "No, you know, mm-hmm. listen to your gut. I would send it." And I said, "All right, fine. I'll, you know, I'll send it." And I, I literally, I sent it and, and I went for a run. I came back about an hour 15 later um, and I was just absolutely floored by the response, you yeah. know, 75 minutes in. And it just, from there, it snowballed. And I remember thinking about a week deep and when it was still going strong, the support, uh, thinking to myself, listen, I've, I've got to have a game plan for when... Mm-hmm. This is old news. For when people move on, for when the spotlight comes off, I need to be okay with myself, with my decision, with, with knowing that I'm doing the right thing, with knowing that I've done the right thing, that I can look at myself in the mirror and maybe there are others that can't. Um, I need to be okay right. with that, right? So that was the moment where I was like, listen, I'm not done with this business. I love, I love telling stories. I, I love you know, being in the trenches with these athletes. And, and so I, I just knew that I, I wasn't done. But um, it's funny how things work. But, uh, but again, you go back to just earning the respect of, of, of the viewers, of the fans, of people around the association. That's what matters most. None of that other um, well ugliness matters. Well, after moving on from NBC Sports Philly, the Eagles came calling very shortly after. And when I take my reporter hat off, I'm a Philly fan. And so I was thrilled, of course, to see another team value you and not let you slip away. And so what has your time with the Eagles organization been like? Well, you also have been behind enemy lines in New yes, England. Yes. I know, Ella. <laughs> so that's, that's oh, a true yeah. champion right there. <laughs> Uh, it's it's been great, you know. Look, I've I make no mistake. I've I've learned a new sport in the past couple of months, and I will, you know. But at my core, I'm a reporter, and I I remember Sal Pal on my first him. day with the Eagles. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? He's he's just no nonsense. He's pure Philly, and he said, "Listen, you're gonna you're gonna be great. I know you know basketball," he said, "but you're a reporter at your core, and there are different rules here. There's different personnel. There's a couple more players. You're gonna be okay." <laughs> And I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to be okay. And I walk in that locker room and I'm like, oh, man. Because, you know, look, I've got yeah. my little circle. I've got my right. five or six guys that I'm used to across the street. Um, and there, there, were, there were many more lockers that I had to kind of navigate through. And so you kind of just divide and conquer. Um, and it's, it's, a different, it's a different voice. You guys know this. It's a different voice in the NFL. It's a different... Um, the Philly fans, while they overlap, it's, it's different. This is a football city. And I think, you know, this, uh, better than anybody, yes. you know, Gabriella. And so, um, it was, it was great. It was a great experience. Um, some pretty high character people and learned a lot throughout the way. So very blessed to be able to, to experience it. I think, you know, in this business, we all appreciate new challenges uh, because, it, at least in my opinion, I get bored if I'm just conquering something. I always want a different challenge. And so for you, with this being a new sport, what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, I guess the biggest challenge was just, um, good question. Maybe the biggest challenge was understanding mm-hmm. what's most important and not letting go of that. Sorry. Yes. Smack <laughs> out in Philadelphia here. Um, 
it just, and again, maybe that's a good little example there, kind of blocking out the outside noise because, you know, I, I, I don't watch the Sixers local broadcast. I'll watch national. I'll listen on the radio with Tommy McGinnis. Um, but, you know, you're still bombarded on, on Twitter and you just can't yeah. really escape it. Um, so kind of just blocking out the outside noise, knowing that, you know, you've, you've moved on, that you've got bigger things to accomplish here. Um, that you're going to take what you learned and and the relationships that you that you um, garnered throughout the way and go with it. So maybe that was just the biggest challenge this season is just blocking out the outside noise and and just continuing to do what's what's right. When you look at your career from start to present now, what has been the most unexpected thing you've learned along your journey? Oh, the most unexpected. Good question. I mean, how would you guys answer that? I always love to hear, because I, I feel like, you know, we were swapping war stories before this this interview and nobody knew what went down before this, right? And that's right. the beauty of what we do. Yep. We're not the story. Um, thankfully, it's, it's, it's about the athletes, the coaches, the people, you know, in the arenas. Um, I don't know. What, what would you guys say? I would say, honestly, I knew getting into this business because I remember my, my professor telling me, like, you don't want to get in this business. And I remember thinking, no, I probably don't, but I have what it takes to get through it. But I, I don't think I expected this many bumps in the road. And I don't know if I expected myself to be able to be where I am today, crossing those um, rocky times. And, and Kayla, I know that you said, um, I think I was reading in your bio somewhere I, I read how, you know, yes, sports are a big part of your everyday life, but you, you want to make sure yeah. it doesn't define you. And I guess that's, that's a good yeah. little reminder, right? I mean, what we do is amazing, but it's not who we are. And so always keeping that broad view. And I guess, you know, look, Philadelphia sports fans are smart. They're savvy. They're not going to, they're not going to embrace someone that is no. in it for the wrong reasons or, or doesn't sure. love what they're doing. And, and I will be the first to tell you that perhaps <laughs> I loved it too much. Uh, my, my former job. And, and so you've got to kind of know your boundaries. So maybe that's maybe what was most unexpected is just um, uh, that end of, of learning how to kind of, you know, balance it all. I hate that word balance, but um, just trying to learn how to, to balance it all, you know? I think everything for me, I'm obviously just getting my career started in the past few years. So everything to me feels unexpected. You think you know what you're walking into, but you have no idea. Um, I even think about, so I was Kayla's intern in college um, when she was with WBNS 10 TV and I went to Ohio State. I interned at her station for a a full year. They couldn't get rid of me. Um, But (laughs) in the summer, we were covering the Memorial Tournament at uh, Jack's Place over I guess May and June right right yeah and so I was doing I mean hardcore intern duties like carrying the tripod all over the course and it's (laughs) it's massive it's huge and it's up and down these huge hills and trying to get to as many holes as possible and I remember at one point I was wearing like white sneakers and there was just blood all over my sneakers (laughs) from all the blisters on my feet they were bleeding and I'm thinking okay I am so done with this career this is not fun why am I doing this and we got to one hole and they needed sound at the hole and so they said can you do an interview and I'm thinking uh sure I guess and there was a little boy there in a wheelchair and I did an interview and with him and it was just incredible and his mom was so thankful and he was so wonderful and I'm staying there in bloody shoes and I thought okay this 
is worth it. That was the most unexpected thing to my day. I was so hot, sweaty, and miserable. And then that little glimmer of something happened and reminded me, okay, there's a reason that, you know, I love doing this or why I'm going to look forward to doing this as a career. See, but that's what it's all about, yeah. right? And it's not glamorous. I mean, we've all been yeah. there carrying those, <laughs> those tripods, you know, like we've all, we've all been there. And, and I think that that maybe is, is the number one message you want to get across now in a time where everyone can have an opinion and get that opinion out. Um, you know, you, it's not glamorous. I think, you know, I look back, I look back at people mm-hmm. like Doris Burke and, and Michelle Beadle, Rachel Nichols. Now, obviously with the NFL, now I look at Michelle mm-hmm. Tafoya and what, what they do. Um, and that's maybe the one thing that I, I miss about, um, you know, covering the NBA is just how close the sideline reporters in every NBA sure. city we were, you know, like when we would travel, we, we would, we would sit down, we would discuss, you know, what's going on from, from a player perspective, because we know right. these players better than anybody. Um, and, and, um, so maybe that's what I miss most. And I, I think that's so special, um, that, that not only women stick together, but just, you know, quality people in this business. I always, I always am, am, am timid to say female sports reporter, yeah, right? Sure. Like I, I always cringe when I see that because no, drop that label, right. let it go. You're a reporter. And so when you do that, you, you let go of those perceptions that, that follow. So I think just having good people, um, you know, I look at Jason Jackson, the Miami sideline reporter, um, is, has developed into a, a heck of a friend throughout everything so that's what you that's what you hold on to right absolutely yeah I noticed on your social media that you're friends with so many other reporters and I thought that was so cool to see someone younger breaking into the business to see that there are people there for you because it can feel so cutthroat and so competitive at times but you always had shown such I guess great camaraderie with other people that are in similar positions as you throughout the league yeah, well, I love people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell that you guys, you know, that's that's why I do this. I love people. I I look back at at Brett Brown's first four years, um, and he had what seventy five wins in those four years. That's two hundred and fifty three losses. So you guys <laughs> do the math yes. there. I didn't have many <laughs> right. post game interviews, and so you you kind of gotta gotta. It's it's a true test, and you know you can get a little complacent in those times. You maybe don't want to get to know a certain player. Uh, that's got a 10-day contract because the new guy's coming in. But that was never my mentality. And I saw a lot of people just go through the motions. And I think a lot of that was driven to the fact that, you know, I I am friends with many other people in this business. And I saw how they acted and and how professional they were. And that's what fuels you, you know, throughout, throughout everything. Okay, Molly, Rams and the Patriots, we have to ask, who do you have? Ugh. That's so tough, right? It's so, and, and you know this, Ella. I'm going to have Philadelphia on line one here. Um, I mean, my heart, my heart tells me, my heart tells me, got to go with Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, you can't oh, count him out. Yeah. Um, you know, just be one heck of a story. I got to go. I got to go with New England. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Every I'm every sorry. time this season, when we've broke down something on our show after a Sunday, it's like, I just have to go with Tom Brady. I'm like, I just can't go against him right now. As long as he's playing in the league, I don't care how old he is. He just gets it done. Can we talk about how amazing Tony Romo? Oh my God. In the gosh. Yes. His first game, Kayla, I believe was in your city, Nashville. The Raiders W over the Titans. And we knew from that moment forward, right, that he was just going to be magical. And 
he had a great piece with Richard Deitch on um, on the athletic, just talking about like from huddle to the snap and what goes through his mind and his ability to call those plays yeah. before they happen. I mean, that's the most intriguing thing. Anybody can know X's sure. nose and you know, my husband will try to like teach me everything. I'm like, listen, I'm watching the beauty of this from a broadcasting standpoint is just phenomenal. You know, it's just, sorry to get no, off track he, there, he but wants, to see him he with, won the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to see him with Nance, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a cool thing for us to, for us to watch. The Chiefs and the Patriots alone, that was such an exciting game, but I found myself mm-hmm. so much more exhilarated by listening to his voice. Yeah. I was, yeah. oh my gosh. It's a real it deal. I know. Real Bless deal. my Philly bread heart. Go I read that article, though. It's good stuff. It's a, it's a one-on-one with him. It's oh, really, uh, awesome. it's, yeah, it's intriguing. All well, right. Molly, where can we uh, tell people to go out there and follow you on social media? Because I know you're out on all of them. Yeah, uh, Molly Sullivan TV. Perfect. That is... It's simple. It is, yeah. You know, it's so simple it's complicated, <laughs> right, guys? Uh, yeah, on Twitter and Instagram, um, you know, I, I, I didn't do a, a good job this season of, of getting back on Twitter to everybody because I kind of, again, had to box things out and, you know, but I do read yeah. everything. So, yeah, very active on, on Twitter and you've got a, a million photos of my kid on Instagram. Say, I'm sorry in so advance. Cute. Yeah, your kid's so well, cute. Thank you. You're hiding. She started dance <laughs> class. Kayla, you're, you're the dancer. I need you to give I her the know. moves. I know. Oh my gosh, that's the best thing you yeah. could do is put her in dance because my mom did it when I was three, and I'm like, thank yeah. God, mom. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's great. She uh, she's fearless, and she makes me proud, and that's why I do what I do. Um, every every move that I make, I'm like, listen, would Isabella be proud of of this? So that's, that's amazing. That's what it's all about. I dance know? from I two it. to seventeen, eighteen, so I'm always sure. pro getting girls into ballet, even if it's something they don't stick to. I've found so many similarities once working in sports of things that I learned training um, that I carry over into my career now, which I think is very very poised and polished. (laughs) And that's, that's all part of it right now. She's just running around and (laughs) wants a slice of pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much for, for having me, what you do. And I, I bring it back to, to all of us got to stick together. And what you're doing yep. is, is phenomenal, um, and it's, it's what it's all about because that carries over to real life. Sports is one thing. Broadcasting is one thing. But when that, when that spotlight goes off, like I said earlier, you got to have a game plan. So this is, this is important. Molly, thank you so much. Absolutely. You are incredible. Oh, thank thank you. you. Back at you. Thanks so much, Molly. <laughs> love you guys. Kayla, I love her. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Isn't she? Oh, my gosh. Obviously, I've watched her for years back at home covering the Sixers. And, you know, to be honest, whenever she came on the TV during a Sixers broadcast, that's when I would turn the TV up because, obviously, her on-air presence, there's so much that I can learn from her. But just hearing her speak and her perspective – uh, oh God, how can you not, how can you not love her? No, she's great. And I'm so, I'm actually, I'm really glad that you introduced me to, to her, you know, social media platform. And then I was able to follow her and everything and, and her work because there's not a lot of women, I guess, in this business. I'm pretty picky when it comes to who I think is there for the right reasons and who is there doing good work. And she is somebody that is there for the right reasons. And she's really good at what she does. And I just, I have a lot of respect for her because I have been in this business for over 10 years now. And I know what it feels like to be, you know, a little bit older than some of these younger generational 
uh, reporters that are coming in and that and that it does include somebody like you and so it's nice for me to know that there is still that hope out there that you know what you can do this at any age you can do this with a lot of experience and you you should be somebody who gets that recognition and she definitely has has received that from everybody in Philadelphia I mean she is very very well respected and um, it's a great person to have out there representing women in sports you know I always say to choose the people that inspire you wisely Mm -hmm. And she's one of those people, you know, I, I think the people that you set before yourself um, in terms of admiration and, and, and people that you strive to be, I feel like those people in a way, if you follow them very closely can really mold, I don't want to say your decision making, but, but some things you do in this business. And she is the perfect person who I would say, I chose wisely. Right. Oh, Do you know absolutely. what I mean? In all aspects of her life, not just in her career. And and the way she talked about how, and and you say this all the time too, that what she does doesn't define her. It's what she does yep. Yep. for a living, but it's not who she is. You know, she's a mom and a wife and she gives so much back to the community and she's always emceeing basically every event in Philadelphia, yeah. I feel like, because why not? Um, and, and so when I think of that quote, to choose the people who inspire you wisely – Choosing her was a very wise choice, I, I think, for me. No, absolutely. And it's it's great to hear her perspective on things because what I really thought was interesting, Ella, is the fact that she brought up that she, you know, she covered the NBA for so long. She covered the 76ers for so long and it she, she admitted it almost became, in a way, something that I probably put too much into um, and I thought that was interesting that she said, you know what, sometimes maybe this taught me in my switch of careers right now, obviously still in sports, but just different career path now, um, to step back a little and to maybe not be so involved in every step. Right. I It was even eye-opening for me in my stage of, of my career because I feel like, you know, I'm not a wife, I'm not a mom, I don't have anybody else to be responsible for but myself and so I feel like I all I have is to give to what I'm doing and my work and so even for her to say that made me think yeah oh you know maybe don't scroll through Bleacher Report and yes. read every single article yes. for three hours I mean that's an exaggeration but do you know what I mean I, mm -hmm. I give so much of my time to just learning and staying up to date and things like that that she kind of brought me back for a second like yeah. this may not last forever you know yeah. no and I'm 24 and and it's okay to step back you don't need to be 150 percent in this all of the time yeah it's okay to have your own identity like you said outside of you know the teams you're covering and and the everyday sports grind. So I thought that that was genius and, and very honest of her. So we really appreciate her coming on. And Ella, we have uh, a great guest next week coming up. We're going to change it up again. We have another sport we're going to ch uh, chat about. So where can everybody go to follow us on social media? And then how do they subscribe to Beyond Basic? Well, if you are listening on iTunes, I feel like an infomercial every time. I know. I if you're listening on if iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, please, <laughs> uh, you can click the subscribe button and uh, leave us a rate or review or both. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and follow up and see how you're liking our episodes. Like Kayla said, coming up, our next few, actually, I think maybe next three or four, might all be, yeah, I think are all sports that we haven't touched yet. So Yes. We are definitely diversifying 
the the episodes here and then on social media you can follow us on instagram and twitter at beyond basic pod and you can stay up to date with new guests when episodes are released which are every tuesday and i think that's it all right well thank you guys for tuning in this week to beyond basic we look forward to you guys joining us next week have a good one